about three things, we were absolutely positive. First, this was a podcast about young adult fiction. Second, a part of us, and we didn't know how dominant that part was, loved these books. And third, we unconditionally and irrevocably hated them. Hello everyone, I'm Chloe. And I'm Fran, and this is Breaking Down the YA Saga, a podcast where two grown-ass women revisit their favourite young adult books with some new opinions and added sarcasm. In this episode, we'll be revisiting Twilight Chapter 10. Obvious spoiler warning, if you haven't read the series, then why are you here? I'd like to say a huge thank you to Pop Doodles for our amazing artwork. Hello, Fran. Hello, Chloe. <laughs> I'm coming to you from a new setup in my bed. <laughs> Comfiest place to record. Yeah, and I'm hoping I'm not going to get like any weird, you know, like feedback of, I don't know, blankets and I don't know. I, I will be back on my desk next time, hopefully. But um, anxiety makes me stay in bed today. So it's great. <laughs> It's an adventure. Adventures and anxiety is brought to you by Fran. Just, just loving the anxiety days. Been a, I've had a great week. <laughs> Let, let's see if the of the chapter makes makes me feel better or worse. <laughs> I um, wish this chapter didn't happen. That's how I feel about the chapter before we even do anything else. So that's it. I just wish it didn't happen. <laughs> No, I just, I went through all the emotions this chapter. It's like, I started out, for me, feeling a bit like, oh, I remember, like, why, you know, how old was I, like, 12-year-old Fran really loved this book? Because it was kind of, like, the giddy, teenage traits mm-hmm. um, that they had. And then I just went a bit like, so I just went from, like, ah, to ah, to ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there are just some, I don't know, just some bits in this book, you're like, no, <laughs> maybe don't, don't do that. Yeah, but I, overall, I don't know, it had, it had its positive moments. Also had a lot of not so positive <laughs> moments. Um, did you want to do a chapter rundown? I shall do a chapter rundown. So in this chapter... Edward picks Bella up um, from home to drive her to school in the morning. And um, everyone, I think, is really, like, surprised and interested because um, Edward is spending time with Bella and then Jessica wants to hear all about the day in um, Port Angeles from Bella during class. And then Bella and Edward eat lunch and make plans for um, the Saturday and just, you know, more questions being asked and being answered. It's all very exciting, you guys. Edward wow. continues to be a bit of a dick. So. Yeah. <laughs> main, the main vibe of the chapter. Um, Nothing the, new there. Yeah. I don't have many plot points this week, but I have a couple. Uh, my first being um what's up with the smell like his he has like apparently this really strong smell and i need to know whether this is just like another one of these vampire traits that are sort of hinted at but never addressed unless they are addressed i don't remember them 
but I don't remember at any point talking about why he can like just tell the teacher that he's not going to class and they're like yeah okay cool and like why he smells so nice because I feel like if you know about vampires you understand it it's like you know how sometimes when you watch an adaptation of a film because you've yeah. said, you've read the books you understand like the tiny little nods to the book that if you haven't read the books you just wouldn't get I feel like that's the same with this because there's like a whole bunch of vampire stuff there that she never explains <laughs> it's just it's just left there like this is I, just a vampire thing yeah I do think it's a trait um even though I don't know because <laughs> was Bella's so obsessed with it so every time she's like oh it smells so good he smells good I'm like yeah chill girl honestly it's a bit weird <laughs> Um, I mean, it's like nice to have, you know, good smell. <laughs> like, oh, it's like the same, like, I don't know, when you like smell your partner's hoodie or something and it just makes you feel like comfortable. But I think she, she talks so obsessively about it. It's like a bit creepy. <laughs> uh, but I do think, like you said, it's like a, I think it's a vampire trait because I think it's a bit, you know, in the film where it's like everything about me, like invites you in, like my, my looks, my smell. <laughs> I um well, again, I was, my, my brain just goes to the Sims stanches when they've not showered for ages. Yeah. Um I uh <laughs> I can't actually blame Bella for her weirdness with her smell because when I was at school, um I was really obsessed with uh the smell of I think it's Link's dark chocolate. One of the guys um I'm genuinely not putting any names in anywhere. There was a guy that wore it and I was just like a little bit in love with him. And um, whenever I'd smell it, I'd just be like, oh my God, this is the best smell in the world. And like, I would just want to smell it all the time, mostly because then like, if I smelled, smelled it, it'd be like, oh, he's there. Um, so I kind of understand why she's a little bit like, oh, that smell, because like it brings that like, oh, he's there. I can smell him. Um, I just... Yeah, I just have issue with the fact that it's just it's just not being addressed. I can't really say anything against a teenager being obsessed with how the guy they fancy smells because I definitely did that. <laughs> Random side note: Had the have the like teenage boys in your school when you went to school had the phase of X body spray? That's links. Oh, is it that? Yes. There are some. I don't know. I guess there are different smells of that, but. I remember some of the guys in my class having just like the worst smell. I don't know. I feel like it's just the the manly musky smell. What I feel like every guy thought they'd have to smell like, and it was just yeah. the worst smell. Like I don't know. I have like these. I have these. I'm, I'm really like sensitive to some like perfumes or body sprays, and I don't know. That was this one so <laughs> just make me gag every time i i can't i don't know i can't relate i do like some smells <laughs> but me, i don't know me and one of my friends i liked the smell oh my god this is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like the smell so much that we called ourselves the lynx minxes what <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> um, 
And I don't think we'd even like established what minx really even meant. And we were just like, yeah, because like lynx sounds like minx. So we're like the lynx minxes. And then we would like make a little joke about it. And when we see each other, it'd be like, because it'd be like the sound of. No, you did not. <laughs> I don't know why I've confessed this to everybody. Do, every time you saw your friend. <laughs> Teenage me had a lot of issues. Mm. Clearly. <laughs> just like a lot of like, I. Um, so different now, but I was just so like reserved. Are you <laughs> like, I was definitely more reserved in like saying I liked someone. I think maybe if I just admitted I had feelings when I was a teenager, I might not have been walking around being like. Kss, kss. <laughs> I feel like if you sorry, just wait. Sorry, just go make some noise. Okay, I feel like if you were like in school now i bet you'd be one of the um what are the, the hydro flask girls oh, bisco girl. what what are they called bisco yeah <laughs> as demonstrated by the scrunchie on my wrist yeah and the glorious water bottle that i don't have today i just have a cup of tea instead do you know the just getting so sidetracked? Anxiety brain just all over the place. <laughs> You've seen the um the TikTok where one did the um cell block tango from Chicago, but as a visco girl, he's like where it's like ks, ks, and they oop. And you just send that to you later. It's great. It's a great video. That's like you'd be a visco girl. I was a cool emo kid. That was cool. <laughs> Oh, no. I recently, I recently, oh God, it's so sidelined. It has nothing to do with any of this, but I recently <laughs> walked past um, on, a, on a little walk that I did through my neighborhood. I walked past the like, I don't know, I feel like the typical British mum looking woman with her daughter who had, I think, currently the emo face because she had just the hair that's like in your face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, that phase. <laughs> That was a time where we all decided we just wouldn't be able to see, but it was fine because we looked cool. Yeah, I had this guy in my class who always like kept shaking his head to the side so he could see, but then he placed it back like two seconds later. I'm like, I don't know, I was so fascinated. I had to stare at him for the whole lesson because he always like shook the hair off his face and then just placed it back. <laughs> okay, I should let you get back to your plot points. Yeah, back, so back on track to plot. Um, I love how when the conversation comes up with Edward about hunting, Bella brings up hunting laws and saying about how things aren't in season. The yeah. stuff like it's not bear season right now, like you're not allowed to hunt them. I do like that she's just like, dude, <laughs> are you allowed to do that right now? <laughs> like she's thinking of the environment and like that links directly onto my final plot point, which was I like that they talked about hunting and that Edward talked about how they are like environmentally friendly with the hunting so they make sure they hunt in overpopulated areas they don't want to like affect the whole ecosystem or an environment of a place so like there's loads of deer and elk here like it's boring to catch but it's overpopulated with deer and elks will eat those but sometimes we'll go and hunt a bear where there's too many bears so good for you guys good for you guys wow <laughs> environmentally we stand environmentally conscious vampires <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure about their car choices with that, but at least they don't hunt animals to extinction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, for my plot points also, I have like 
two that we haven't spoken about yet. Mm-hmm. I do really, I did really enjoy the kind of like normal, normal, well, <laughs> still vampire. <laughs> um, the normal banter that they've had whilst they were chatting before class. <clears throat> just between like Bella and Edward just it just seemed a lot more relaxed now after the day in Port Angeles mm-hmm. um yeah I really enjoyed that where it was just a bit like yeah Edward kind of again dissing Bella a bit and then Bella also dissing him <laughs> I don't it just it was really like a I could see kind of like the relaxed teenage thing and it was kind of I don't know. I feel like it was some of the some of the scenes just really reminded me of why I really enjoy these books. Yeah, as like a young teenager, where I was like, this is just the kind of typical YA romantic tropes in conversations mm. that really made me like these books at a very young age. This chapter, everything they talked, every time they talked, every time Edward said anything, reminded me exactly why I didn't like these books. <laughs> Had the complete opposite from this chapter. <laughs> oh, that makes it interesting, isn't it? Um, and then the other thing that I really enjoyed, which is also a for them plot, is um, the kind of genuine, like, teenage boy talk that Jessica and Bella had, which I do think was a bit, you know, like, meh to read as, an, as someone who is, you know, in their 20s now. But it's kind of like the typical thing that, you did at school when you when you kind of like like oh my god did you 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 went out with that guy it's like how was it like did he kiss you you know kind of like the yeah just the really like young curious conversations that I feel were really relatable yeah as you know when you read it as a teenager like now me being in my 20s I'm a bit like meh (laughs) um but yeah I don't know um I, yeah, I, I like this. I like parts of this chapter because, yeah, it just reminded me of the kind of like banter and like, I don't know, stereotypical YA tropey conversations that I just loved in books when I was like 12. Fair enough. Is that all your plot? Yeah. Um, everything else we've spoken about. Fabulous. I will, I'll change the order of my character development a little bit just so that it follows on from what you were just saying about Jessica. Um, so yeah, so in my character development, I've only got a couple of points, but mm-hmm. like I said, I'll I'll jump to the one about Jessica first. I just love her. Yeah. <laughs> like every chapter since the beginning, you're just watching like Jerrica, Jer- Jerrica. <laughs> Jerrica. You're watching Jessica just like flourish as a character. Um, and I don't think Jessica gets enough credit ever from anyone. She's excellent. Yeah. I like the beginning. Like, she is more... Ah. Twice again. Bella is a very two-dimensional character, and she stays really two-dimensional. Like, we're now ten chapters in, and she's still just like, meh. Yeah. Jessica, ten chapters in, has, like, a personality, has character, has, like, interests, likes, dislikes. There's so much about her, and you barely see her, but, like, right now, she's just, like, she's had that moment of jealousy with... Bella when she's like oh you know what about like Mike I'm kind of into him and she got over it like she accepted that you know her friend is going to talk to people and she did that like everyone does when you have a moment of like oh but I like this person and they're talking to someone else 
is that a thing and then being like yeah, yeah it's not and then just being happy for your friend and support like she generally just like supports Bella and is like it's just so she's just oh she's so cute <laughs> Like yeah, Jessica, sorry. Jessica has a lot more character development with uh, her, her being less on the page, like her character yeah. just like appearing, her character appearing less than Bella's, and she's had more character development than Bella had so far. She really has. Like, it's excellent. I love. I just love. <sighs> I also can't string sentences together today. That's fine. <laughs> um. I love how like Jessica just grows and you get to I, I'm really excited to see when she's back like anytime it's a chapter and she's not there I'm waiting or like on any page and Jessica's not there I want to know what Jessica's doing and when she's coming back because she's just so great I love her so much she's just like everyone's like friend that you need at school yeah like, she is the sort of friend that would be excellent in high school she's just say like, you know a bit of a gossip and a bit of a giggle and talk about boys girls whatever and She's just so sweet. And Bella's always so just meh about Jessica. And it, it, it winds me up the more you see Jessica that Bella's just so meh to, towards her because she's so sweet. Just, oh. Oh. <laughs> um, and I was going to watch out. I think I've only got one other character development. Yes. Um... And that is um, that Edward is finally questioning Bella about her reactions to things yes. because he's, I love that he's just like, dude, I've just told you the stuff, like react better. Because it's just like, just be concerned because I know like in the other chapters, he's like, looked to her or been a bit, but he's genuinely just been this time. Like, no, this is weird. <laughs> Why are you just accepting what I'm saying? I tell you I drink blood and you're just like, <laughs> Someone needed to tell that girl, and I'm glad it was Edward. I am um, have one more character development to add on from that point, which mm-hmm. is again, Bella just needs a backstory because again, she made some comments or reacted really hurtful after Edward said something to her. Where you like, it doesn't make sense for her to be upset about it unless there is some sort of backstory. Where is the backstory? Give us backstory. Bella went through trauma. Like, again, something where you think she must have had, like, a close friend who then, I don't know, left her or something happened because she got so upset again about it. Like, she takes everything so personal when he says something that she shouldn't take personal or be offended by. Mm -hmm. Um, And she just reacts so dramatically. Like, just... What happened to her? It's like every chat, I'm like, what's happening? Just give us something. It's it's an incredibly frustrating thing to have to read all the time. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I, we talked about it last episode, I think, or the episode before, about yeah. how she didn't exist before the story started. She only exists from that moment on the page. And it's so annoying because there's just no explanation as to why she's any of things that she is like the way she is or anything it's just that like two lines just two lines of just saying I'm even right at the beginning when she's talking about how she's leaving and she doesn't want to leave her mum really and she doesn't really want to go to Forks even if it just said I don't want to go to Forks but hey maybe I won't get bullied there yeah that's like that's even enough to even start working out why Bella is the way she is 
just some, just give her something before the moment she exists on that page. Just <laughs> yeah, because it's just so frustrating because it gets hinted in every chapter that there must have been something that you know as a teenager you probably just don't really think you read about. It. It's like yeah, where's the romance? Um, that's what I'm here for. But yeah, like us reading it back now, you're just like, why do you throw these lines in every chapter? or make her react in these ways, but then there is absolutely nothing that validates it. It's just weird. Then just leave it out. Like then just don't have it in there. It's annoying. <laughs> oh, I hate these books. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what I had to add on. Apart from that, I had the same notes that you had. Um, for quite I, a bit on relationship I see this thing I've only got two relationships but that might just be because your relationship points might cross over with my critiques I think it, I think they might do because I do have some a few things that I just throw into relationship where I'm like this could go into a few different departments um, just because yeah, so many of my notes are critiques. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll crack on my relationship ones. And then if you say anything that I've got in critiques, I'll just be like, hey, I know that, I'll, I'll chip in. That's okay. <laughs> so my first relationship point is really um, another warning of a red flag that maybe Bella should have thought about, uh, which is that Jessica says, I don't know how you're brave enough to be alone with him in mm -hmm. regards to Edward. Um, why did Bella not even question that? at all for like yeah. a second or even think about it because i know i think jessica then says something like oh he's like really intimidating or something and in like because he's really pretty or whatever but it's just i would feel so uncomfortable if someone said that about someone that i was interested in and be like why would i be have to be brave to be around them yeah because it's more than just like how somebody looks yeah it's like just something happened at school like that you know makes everyone else feel a bit suspicious of them or is it just the fact that they don't, like, as a family, they don't talk to anyone and they're quite, like, rude because they obviously don't want to develop relationships with any of the people. Um, I have so many things to say about the way they live as well. It's so confusing <laughs> to me. I don't understand. I'll I'll talk about it at some point. But, yeah, I just... Yeah, I mean, when, we, when we're going to meet the Cullens more and then see the house like i do think yeah it's gonna be a lot to talk about um because yeah i feel like if i start talking about it now there might actually be like things i said later on that i go oh actually i'll take some stuff back so i'm gonna wait until we get to meet yeah. the balance but i have opinions um but yeah i don't know why bella's not like oh a red flag she misses so many red flags along the way and i know it's because he's a vampire and she's a human and this is like a vampire human romance but it's just you can't have something linked so closely to real life and then not address any of these things and put these things in there and just make it seem like it's all okay yeah that is one of those things and then my i think i've just got one more yeah um, my only other note is the fact when they're discussing about um who likes each other more and I'm just like guys like this is you you don't know that and him his response like he cares about her more because he tries to save her life is not a valid reason as to why he cares more 
because he yeah. doesn't his life isn't in danger and she's like not ignoring like it's not like she's like oh Edward's in danger I'm going to ignore that because I don't care enough like it's a really stupid argument for them to be having like you quite clearly care about each other because you're obsessed with each other I don't know if they care or if they're just obsessed there's that's, like a really fine line. What I think, like, it's like, have you ever had, you know, with someone you like very much, like, oh no, you're better. Like, you're, you're so much better. But it's kind of like a cutesy, like, kind of fun yeah. level. But that's not what that was in that book. It's like, I see, I definitely see more as obsession because honestly, I sometimes question what this relationship have happened if Edward could have read Bella's minds from the, yeah. from the beginning. Um, if Edward wasn't a vampire. Um, like what this because obviously that's like where Bella's curiosity comes from it's like oh why they're so good looking why are they like so on their own it's like it's like a fascination with it and then the same way around for for Edward because she just smells so that's all about smell in this book isn't it all about smell do you reckon Stephanie really loved Lynx as well or Axe body spray maybe <laughs> because it was that sometimes i do question that sometimes it's like would they even have started to interact if they wouldn't have been so curious around each other like if edward was just every any other like maybe a bit of like a douchebaggy random dude at school would have bella still been interested in him if you know edward could have read bella's minds from the beginning would he have cared if she would have sm- or like if she would have smelled like every other person at school it's like it's not I feel like the, yeah it's like the relationship starts from curiosity and obsession about each other and it's nothing to do with like I know I like you better I know you're better you know, like the... yeah yeah it's weird I, I made me a bit uncomfortable <laughs> yes um yeah, if you want to take, you can take point now and I will let you know if I um, have anything that you've written. Yes. I mean, I do want to address that, you know, Edward and Bella are dating now. Like, even though they're not, like, really dating, but, you know, when the whole thing where, where Edward could read Jessica's minds and told Bella that she'll um, have to answer Jessica's question and she wants if they're secretly dating now and Bella should reply with yes. Which is also one of those things that's like, he lets he let she she lets him decide yeah about where they're standing at which i don't know see i had a yeah i have a very big issue with it yeah because yeah i don't understand i mean when he says oh she's gonna ask if we're secretly dating um and then i don't like that bella says well what should i say because yeah it feels very much already like there's such a control because he he already controls a lot of things she does it's like and such it's, an uneven power dynamic that's just what it is yeah and it's it's adding more to that she is now giving him the power to decide how she talks to other people and stuff like with the way he's just done that the fact that she's now got to pretend because he's just like yeah it's easy for you to say we're secretly dating he hasn't said they're dating at all it's not yeah. like he said you can say yes because we are dating but we we can't tell anyone he said, it's just easier if you say that. Yeah. I don't understand why she has to pretend that they're in a secret relationship and why that makes things easier. Like, I don't, I just, I really don't like it. I don't like the way he dealt with that. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's adding more things that he's got control of and I don't like it. Um, what else do I have? Oh, yeah. Um, 
I do like see on a lighter note, I do like seeing that, you know, Mike and Jessica kind of heading towards like a good direction because obviously we knew at the beginning that Mike was way more keen on Bella and then he kind of was a bit like meh about having to go to the dance with Jessica. But now like they've apparently seen each other and Mike got really excited that Jessica was had a good time with him, which I, I thought was really nice that he kind of can let go of the Bella obsession, more or less. Yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, we already spoke a bit about Jessica, but it's like Bella is so dismissive, like he's being so dismissive of her, which is like, and you know, on the vampire level, you can understand because obviously you're kind of like tiptoeing around what you, what you can say or can't say. But then it's like, I don't know, like I can understand Jessica like so well that she just wants to know everything and she's just so curious and I don't know. I just, yeah, I like Jessica a lot better than I like Bella. Yeah. And then my last thing, which I bet that you have it in critiques, but I have it in relationship, but it also ties in with critiques to me. It's the whole when Bella says, because Edward says like, oh, you should tell Charlie. And Bella's like, no, with Charlie, less is always more. It's like, I disagree. <laughs> so I just feel like Bella and Charlie have this relationship where he really like tries to get to know her and she just shuts it down. But maybe she also just doesn't really register it. You know, where it's kind of like, oh, you know, he never asks me anything. Maybe she, she thinks that because she doesn't really listen or just sees it as just annoying, like the annoying dad. I don't know. So I'm like, what, what, does, what does it mean? with Charlie less is always more like what I think I honestly think from the beginning if Bella and Edward's relationship wouldn't have turned out the way it did if Bella would have involved Charlie right from the beginning I think he would have really been for it because yeah. he loves Carlisle <laughs> and he I don't know he's like so defensive of the Cullen so I think if Bella would have just been honest with him, like, you know what, I'm hanging out with Edward and it's been really nice and so on, like, I think he would have been really excited. So that yeah. was just dumb. Yeah, Bella and Charlie's relationship really annoyed, like, it really annoys me because, I mean, we've spoken about it before multiple times, but just, it just doesn't, re there's just not really a reason for it. Like, there is, again, maybe it would have made a lot more sense if we'd had backstory on, like, how their relationship was before now like mm -hmm. over the years if you know they've probably went through challenging times when like both of your parents aren't together like I can imagine it must it can't be easy all the time but I just feel like there is nothing in this book right now that just validates how she treats him yeah. and it annoys me <laughs> because it's like yeah it's nice that you can you know make up some stuff in your mind how how you see certain things but I'm like that's not my job. Like, it's the author's job to, like, explain to me why a character behaves the way they behave. So give us something. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of my stuff is also critiques and, like, random bits I want to talk about. Um, I have one random point, so I'll keep it right till the end. Okay. Using, and we can just, we'll just blast through all the critiques. <laughs> um, so my first, critique is uh why is edward's clothes so tight <laughs> all of the time like he never wears anything that fits apparently and oh, i can kind of understand like it's meant to be like oh look at his rippling muscles it's so hot but it, it just 
every time I just think of someone that is wearing clothes that are too small and like his arms are like stuck to his side. He can't, he can't remove his arm comfortably <laughs> because it's too tight around his armpit and it's just, stop it. <laughs> it's kind of like when you wash some of your like clothes too hot and then they just shrink and then you still wear them. <laughs> It just doesn't sound appealing. Like it's like you said, it's like you get what the author tries to say, but when you just read it like that, it just your mind just goes somewhere else. <laughs> Cause I get like some clothes are very like very form fitting, but it's always described as just too tight. Yeah. Like it's not just like a like a form fitting t shirt. It's just it's just really, really tight. It's like it's too small. He's gonna rip out of it any second. <laughs> Um, and um, my next critique is I think that all of his actions during this chapter are supposed to be seen as like cute or romantic but it comes across as like just like really patronising and controlling um, because it's like he has the jacket for her and tells like he's like you need this jacket because you're going to get sick otherwise um, picking her up from home and constantly telling her like I've got to look after you and it's just all a bit much like oh my god can we just for a second with the picking up from home just yes she was in her car already like ready to start the car and he rips open the door and she's like do you want do you, <laughs> do you want to write with me I'm like imagine just sitting in your car and then someone just rips open the door <laughs> I would have like I don't know I would have just had a figure that's why I lock my car doors the minute I get in my car <laughs> ah also speaking of cars um just very quickly in this chapter she didn't name any cars she just said it's this and it's that like she described the color and yes. the car and I was like this is the fellow we've been writing for. <laughs> <laughs> um which actually leads directly onto my next critique um i i cannot deal with the cullens and their cars (laughs) and like the fact that they're just like yeah we're trying to fit in like well you're not though you don't at all like and he's just like oh like it's just like a little bit of luxury and like it's a bit too much and he's like oh we all want to drive really fast why why do you all want to drive really what's the obsession with living in a small town and driving so fast that like you're probably going to kill someone and edward so there was a point where Edward said the reason why he drives the way he does is because he can hear what everyone's thinking. That does not explain anyone else because no one else's family has that ability. Yeah. So everyone else is putting literally the whole town's life in danger. They could just like run a child over or something because they're not that. No, they don't have his claim for his reasoning for driving so fast was that he uses his mind reading ability. Yeah. And I guess you could argue that Alice can see the future so she's the only other one that makes sense to be driving erratically and crazy. The rest of them, what are you doing? You're endangering everybody for no reason. And that is not blending in either. In a small <laughs> town where everyone's like quite clearly driving at the speed limits, and maybe like, ten, like five or ten miles per hour over. It is people like, oh, just oh, racing my car. <laughs> <laughs> You're not blending in, in your bright red convertible going at like 500 miles an hour down the road it's like the whole I just love that line it's like we're trying to blend in like you don't you're not you're not really trying on any level though do you it's like because they you know they dress differently and it's kind of where you're like yeah okay maybe you like you know dressing the way you dress but if you're if you're actually trying to blend in like you wouldn't 
you wouldn't ha- live in that fancy house. You wouldn't have your fancy expensive cars. You wouldn't wear your fancy clothes from like designer brands. Like you're not trying. No. You really <laughs> don't. You also, because also didn't Bella say at the beginning that they more looked like um, they went to university. Yeah. College. Um, so yeah, then, then don't, then don't go to school, then go to college or uni. So uh, you're not, you're not trying. You can't say you're trying because you're really not. It's like. Honestly, I can't wait to meet the Cullens. There's so much to say. Um, uh, the fact that Bella says, um, tell me what Jessica's thinking. Like, Bella, that's just a complete invasion of privacy. I hate Edward for doing it as well. But like, what? Bella, what? That's not. No, just go and have a chat with your friend. That's what you've been doing for the last nine chapters. Just talking to her. You can't now be like, well, now you can read her mind. Could you just give me a heads up? <laughs> um, and oh, I'll be listening to hear your answer. Edward, what are you doing? This is so creepy and weird. Like, I remember like, at school when you would talk about like you fancy someone and maybe you would talk to that person for a minute and they you have like a kind of bit of a chat almost about maybe liking each other, but you don't really say anything. And then it all then relies on like people actually talking to each other to find out what happened and what the other person said. And it all gets that he said, she said, and very gossipy. But God, can you imagine if someone could just like, they're like, I'm just going to actually come and sit behind you. And I'm going to listen because obviously people can't read minds, but like sit behind you in your classroom and just be like, just listening in. Don't worry about it. Just have the conversation. I'm just going to listen directly. I'm not going to ask you myself. I'm not going to ask you myself how you feel about me. No, I'm just going to listen to you tell your friend. Go for it. Like, why did why did you just say like Bella? How do you feel about me? There's a question for you. Answer it when you feel comfortable. But I just would like to know. I feel like it's the it's the same thing again where we spoke about with the last chapter, like the chapter before, um, about them just not having any social skills or communication skills. Where like you can ask people how they feel about you like it might not be you know the easiest question or might not be like super comfortable every time but like you're allowed to do that it's yeah. weird like you said when when that person then just like sneaks up on you like listens and when you tell your friend like that's that's not how it works no oh. it's just so creepy i um also have the point that so Mike sits down to talk to Bella and he's like, oh, how was your trip? And she's already like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> and she's just, I just hate that she thinks this is automatically about her. Like Mike likes Jessica now and he wants to know from Jessica's friend if Jessica talked about him, but she's just ready for thinking that it's about her. She's like, oh, I'm glad this took a different direction. Yeah. Bella, it's not always about you. You're so selfish. You're so self-obsessed. Like, she always thinks everything's about her. Like, all the time. Oh, Bella, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she's so different, so interesting, so, you know. Which also got pointed out again in this chapter. How different and interesting she is. Is she, though? (laughs) Um, Oh. Yes, she is. (laughs) Them walking to the cafeteria after class, like, not talking to each other at all. What's that? They just walked in silence, looking a bit like she looked really awkward, and he had like a weird look on his face too, and I like, just kept glancing at her. If I saw that, I would just be like, "Are you all right? Do you need help? like <laughs> blink twice if you need 
so weird. Like, I want to know how far they had to walk as well because, like, yeah, their, their classroom might have been like just there. But I imagine I set it up in my mind like my old school, and I would I was going because it was Spanish. She was in, yeah, it was Spanish. Yeah, if I was going where my language classrooms was. That's a good like a good significant walk to get to the cafeteria. <laughs> like, minimum of five minutes. And it's a crowded thing. It's like probably like 10 minutes to get to a cafeteria. <laughs> Just walking in complete like, silence. Just wow. Um, the fact that Edward picked her food for her. Mm-hmm. And didn't he do that at the restaurant as well? Or no, she, she picked out? it. But he made her drink the whole time and was like, you should eat. And drink. Oh, that was what he did. And then reordered drinks. <sighs> Just... Oh, why is he picking her food? It's and she doesn't even care about that either. Yeah. Like um so when I was reading this chapter, Ben was sitting here and I kept being like, Oh and he was like, Now what? Because <laughs> he was just like curious as to what I was moaning about. And then we had a whole discussion about this point and I was like, I was in a relationship where that was done all the time. Like I would sit down to order and then he'd be like, She's having this and I'd be like, Oh, okay cool thought I was gonna you know choose for myself um and I always I always found it really irritating I didn't speak up about it like I never said to him can you stop ordering for me but I had irritation as the book is set you know from Bella's perspective why wasn't she just like why is he doing that that's a bit rude yeah they shouldn't even think anything of it she's just like oh you're getting that much food for yourself he's like no it's our food and she's like okay cool let's go sit together Because, I mean, obviously, I think, again, it's probably supposed to come from, like, a caring place of, like, him trying to look after her. Which, you know, can be ordering food for, you know, your partner can come from that place, too. When you, like, I don't know, you go to your favourite Italian restaurant, your partner knows exactly that you love those pastas. And it's, like, nice because they paid attention to that. But if it's just not, it just doesn't come across that way it's like from what you said it's like that all his action in this chapter probably is supposed to be romantic and caring but they just seem very controlling like if you're like you said if you're in a relationship and that person always like orders for you without even asking you or like I don't know it's yeah it's just it's just not yeah and like you said for her just not to even question it like not being like well maybe I don't want maybe I don't want pizza and coke for lunch like can't read my mind (laughs) That's the thing, like, yeah, like you're saying if it was a restaurant, if he'd taken her to a restaurant that he goes to a lot and then was like, order, order the scallops. I don't know why scallops, but <laughs> I can understand that. Like, if you're recommending a dish to someone because you're like, this is the best dish on the menu and you have to try it. Yeah. Then, yeah, I wouldn't question that. I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. You're telling me to try the really nice thing that you think is really nice, but it's just at the school canteen. Like, she knows what food there is. Yeah, also, it's like, sorry, it triggers me so much, the whole situation around eating, coming from an eating disorder perspective as well, where it's just constantly this person being like, well, you should eat. Like, have you eaten? Oh my God, you should eat. Like, I don't know, like, even now, like, I still have this, like, triggering situation going on in my head every time I read about someone else being so controlling of food. Because I feel like Edward is, is, like little voice that I used to have or like still sometimes have in my head about food and it's yeah I find it really I find it really hard to read at some 
yeah. some moments. I just, I just hate him. <laughs> There's so many things he does that just winds me up because it, I think it also comes from a, like a place of frustration because it's things that I used to deal with in my relationship yeah. before. And like when we talk about it here, we're like, well, you can sort of understand it from a, like a vampire perspective. And then I get so annoyed because there was no justification in my relationship before because he yeah, was not he a vampire. <laughs> he was just an ass. <laughs> Could you imagine though, like many years later, you find out, I was like, oh, it makes sense now. <laughs> if he was a vampire, man, I could have just like chopped his head off and burnt him. It would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He, he tries to control her thinking as well. Like he's like, don't mm-hmm. have those thoughts. Don't think like that. And I, I know what he was doing was like trying to say like you're put. He was she was putting herself down a little bit on the, with the way she's talking about how. She like likes him more, and he couldn't really like her that much, and she's, yeah, like putting herself down a little bit. Um, I can kind of understand from that, but it's still just that she's still a person. She's gonna have those thoughts, and I just felt like it wasn't in a, kind of don't put yourself down kind of way as in I just don't think that kind of way yeah don't do it you're like oh all right Edward she's got a brain she's gonna think (laughs) yeah like it's uh, yeah honestly it's like all the traits in this chapter I think are supposed to come across romantic and caring but they just come off as controlling Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's it's another perspective where I'm like intrigued to see um how it's going to be described in Midnight Sun to get like a lot of his thoughts and backgrounds maybe we are then maybe we see maybe we see it differently afterwards maybe we see better maybe we see as worse who knows (laughs) it's gonna be interesting um uh now for my favorite line of the whole chapter Mm -mm. oh i can't wait being so clumsy that i'm almost disabled no I that was just the line where I went from like ah oh, to ah oh. no. <laughs> I can't even deal with that. Like we've talked before about the yeah. just like the ridiculousness of this this book. Like things have been brought up before about like mental health and stuff where she's just like briefly said something really. Yeah, you kind of just chucking words around. And again, this is just. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no, stop it. I feel like what what makes me feel so annoyed about stuff like this is just because it's so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It doesn't add anything. Like it, it just doesn't add anything. Like it doesn't explain anything more to you because by now we've understood that she's clumsy and that she falls down a lot. You don't have to add that sentence. The thing is, like, she's. It's the conversation with Edward where she's saying about the, these are my bad qualities and her clumsiness can be deemed as a bad quality by herself. I can understand why she would think that. But there's a much better way of describing it. Being so clumsy, I'm practically a toddler because toddlers fall over all the time. Being so clumsy, I basically have two left feet. You know, just like anything. Just basically so clumsy, I spend all my, I would just spend all, I'm so clumsy that I basically spend all my time on the floor. Like, Anything. Or just leave that sentence out because by now we've got it. Like 
It's because from what I remember, like she didn't say it to him. She was thinking it. No, she said it. Did he say that? Yeah. Well, also, it's like by now he gets it. Like you don't have to. It's just unnecessary. Just leave that sentence out. It's, if you want to liken your clumsiness to something, just don't do that. Don't say it's a disability. No. Or basically a disability. Because it's not. <sighs> the ableism in this book. <laughs> It's very interesting to kind of, in a way, to, to read back because obviously that's from from so many years ago. And I feel like especially now it's interesting to read because obviously we're having a lot more conversations about these things that have just been kind of accepted. Like they've never been acceptable, but they've just been accepted. Um, same with, you know, like, you know, like the blackface or any any kind of these where you look back now on TV shows from many years ago and you're like, oh, these jokes have been absolutely everywhere. Yeah. You just don't really register it till you, you know, you're educated about why this stuff is a problem. And yeah, it's just you don't have any of the negative side effects of actually being disabled. So so you just can't throw that word around. It's like I find it in a way, I mean it's awful, but it's also kind of interesting to read back on these things because we've just not picked up on them back then because it's just it's it's just yeah it's just been more accepted in mm-hmm. the yeah in society i um i just have a note here that just says why is edward overprotective and creepy this is just a red flag that's the whole chapter <laughs> i know that's not i yeah. i just i just know that is just written down about the whole chapter it's nothing in particular it's just this whole chapter um um Oh, the this really, really bothered me actually. The fact that Bella genuinely is considering putting herself in danger or hurting herself to get Edward's attention. Yeah. Don't ever do that. He's just he's just a boy. Like this is not no. no, no shadowing no. for book two. <laughs> but no, 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 just we don't we don't do that. And Oh, this is so worrying. I feel like book book two was just ridiculous, even for a vampire situation or like any of that, because it's like we've spoken a lot of like things that that they make sense in this concept or like in this context of this book. Mm-hmm. But yeah, putting yourself in danger, hurting yourself to get attention from someone doesn't even make sense in in this fantasy situation. And it's really worrying because obviously, if you're reading this when you're younger, and then there's this really hot guy that she likes and he is always there when she hurts herself and then she says, maybe I should hurt myself more so that I can spend more time with him. That might just trigger something in someone else's brain that's like, do you know what, that's a really good idea. I could get attention from someone by doing this. It gets so dangerous. And I mean, it's not like it hasn't happened. I mean, I'm full on for, you know, you would never self-harm. Mm-hmm. if there isn't any valid reason that you do it. But there are, have genuinely been cases where people have just been doing it because they thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like this hasn't happened. Even though I'd say 99.9% of self-harming cases are because there is some valid reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there have been cases. I've, I've had someone at my school who, li- who literally just done it because they saw other people do it and thought, oh, you know, it's a trend. Like, I must I must do that. This is cool to be, like, I must yeah. do it. And I'm like, no. It was really trendy at my school at one point to some mm-hmm. I remember that because there was... The thing is that you could almost say... 
I don't want to invalidate anyone's like self-harming and issues they had when I was at school. But if I went with the way people behaved, you could almost tell who was doing it to hide it. So the kids that were like hurting their legs because their legs were covered up. And then there was the kids that were doing it like blatantly across their like arms. I know some people do it on their arms because they're hiding it anyway. But people would do it and then like wear their shirts. You could see it or one day they'd be wearing like a bandana around their arm. And then you'd be like, oh, you're suddenly wearing a bandana. Like, oh my God, don't even. And then like take off, be like, I've hurt myself. Like it's everything's too much. It just, and then I was like, well, I don't, I don't think this is real, but okay, I'll just don't want to say that in case you are actually in trouble. So I'll let you talk about it. I think it's such a fine line because obviously let's see like most, most people who self-harm from you know what i've learned and experienced um most people who self-harm it's it's like it's a release that but in a way people are feeling shameful of it so obviously they don't do in obvious areas or they just see that it's covered up and not you know suspicious like you said like on your legs or you know anywhere where where it's like easy to cover up um but then obviously there are some people who do it a bit more out in the open because they want attention but then to me there is always the layer of why would you feel the need to self-harm yourself to get attention for that like then in itself must be something that's not all right like maybe your parents don't care about yourself maybe you just don't feel validated you know but the but then i feel because there are generally even though it's i think it's 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 a tiny percentage of people literally just do to be cool yeah trendy but the shit thing is that that then takes away from people actually doing it to cope with feelings or people mm-hmm. who actually do it for attention because they have a valid reason to need that kind of attention. Yeah. Which, so I find it, yeah, I find, I'm always, I don't know, I find very upsetting to, to read stuff like that um, because it's degraded so much. Um, yeah it's I don't know I yeah I yeah again I find it so weird and shitty to read all these things that are just that just getting like thrown around so easily because it's just how it was these few years ago it's like I remember when all my mental health started and no one was talking about it and you just felt like so odd with everything because you know yeah you just throw these words around so easily and, and no one really questions it it's the same yeah again with oh they just do it for attention it's like yeah but why would they do it for attention yeah. you could also do other things for attention why would you hurt yourself it's like i don't know yeah i find it i'm so glad on a level that this is that that we're criticizing and speaking out about these things a lot more yeah. now and just not just accepting it anymore. But yeah, it, it makes me in a way really angry and I'm not blaming Stephanie for this because this is just how it was mm-hmm. a few years ago, because that was just the wider understanding of all these issues. Um, but yes, yeah, so I find it, yeah. And love upsetting, but also interesting to read back on it now where you're like, I'm glad this has changed. <laughs> yeah very strong feelings (laughs) um just a 
bring the mood back up again yes a little bit. uh i love the fact that edward was also just considering ignoring girls choice rules again he was like well if i asked you to the dance would you have said yes like that's not even a question is it edward it was girls choice exactly. i would have preferred it if he said something like, i guess it's more like editorial than critique but he could have said like would you have asked me to the dance yeah it's real simple change there Oh, the men in this book. Or like, again, that she just doesn't question it or she doesn't... I like that there are, you know, some bits, and we've had the next chapter as well, where she kind of talked back to him a bit. Yeah. But just not really enough. And also because we kind of see her, like, internal monologue now and then, like, there is nothing there either. It's like, she could have also just been like, oh, I probably would have said yes, but, you know, I would have preferred if you actually respected that it was girl's choice. You know, like just something that gives her a bit more dimension, and it's just not just like, yes, I'll do anything, Edward, anything you want, I'll, I'll do it. Um, and uh, why won't she just tell Charlie that she's going somewhere with Edward? And like, he's told her that it's dangerous and that she shouldn't be like, like this isn't just this chapter, he's constantly said about they shouldn't be alone together, it's yeah. really dangerous for her. Like, he genuinely might accidentally kill and eat her. Like, it's... <laughs> you know how you do that sometimes on a date when you accidentally kill and eat your date? Yeah. So good. Um, <laughs> like, though, isn't it the praying mantis who, like, eats their partner? Yeah. <laughs> Just that. Um, I can't understand why, though. Men are such a hassle. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah... And she's, she takes the time to consider it for a minute and then decides, actually, no, she won't tell Charlie. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because she's in... But, like, this is actually because she is in danger. So, like, you know when people... You meet someone online and then you're going to go meet them. Let's just take it from that, like, as the same, like, thing. And you yeah. tell someone you're yeah, going you to meet this person. Or you have someone go with you and just sit in the cafe a few tables away and just watch for a bit at least. <laughs> So, like, um, when I met Max for the first time, we'd been speaking online for ages. We'd been on video calls, like, a lot, um, and phone conversations. And he seemed like a genuine, nice person. He also seemed like he was the person he said he was because of the amount of video calls we'd had. I was like, okay, so he's, like, not fake or he's doing something with his camera to make him look like this person. And then when we went to meet I messaged my best friend at the time and was like right I'm meeting him at the National Library at this time and then when I was outside before I even went in I was like right I'm about to go inside I'd already said what I was wearing yeah like and went in and I updated her throughout the day as to like where I was what I was doing um and I occasionally messaged my mum but I didn't want to freak my mum out too much by like constantly messaging her where I was going <laughs> just like the occasional dropping in saying hi I'm okay she knew I was going on to go see someone and yeah like I was in London for like five or six hours hanging out but every time I changed location I would tell my friend where I was yeah. and what we were doing like and it's not just because like I didn't necessarily think anything was going to happen I just it's just best that someone knows because you don't it's know just, you don't know you don't know what could happen and she does so she's acting like she knows Edward but she doesn't really she knows he's a vampire that's about it they haven't had many conversations they've had a couple of a, a couple of conversations 
they haven't been long conversations. They've been very brief, short conversations. She needs to tell, even if it's Jessica, just tell someone that you're going to be alone with Edward and where you're going. Because it, you don't like, okay, if you even go through all this hassle with a normal guy, <laughs> then you should also do it with a vampire because he might, could rape you, but he could also eat you. You never know. <laughs> I just want to add on on that um, with the whole him, like Edward just being, I mean, like like you said, I, I love that he finally like questioned Bella a bit. It's like, are you, are you okay? <laughs> like, you're not, you're reacting all weird to this because he literally said with kind of like when she was like, well, you know, Phoenix is, is so, such like, is way bigger than um, ugh, Seattle. He was like, well, your number wasn't up in Phoenix and like you have to tell Charlie so I have a small insensitive to bring you back. And I'm like, if a guy says that to you, you should not hang out with him on your own. Or if you desperately want to hang out with him, you've got to tell someone. If someone already tells you to your face that there might be a possibility that they're not going to bring you back home. That's just a massive red flag. Like, I don't even have words for how ginormous that red flag is. It's like, what? Like, I kind of, yeah, I think the whole thing with Edward is meant to give him like a bit of a bad boy appeal. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone loves a bad boy. But it's just, it's really weird. And I kind of, Part of me can understand why Bella's really interested because I was really obsessed, like unhealthily obsessed with Skeet Ulrich's character in Scream. (laughs) Yes. He's a murderer. He's a genuine murderer that played games with people to kill them. But if you would go hang out with Skeet Ulrich's character from Scream and you wouldn't know all of that, would you still tell a friend? Probably you would. Her friend, I just understand why she has like a bit of a like still just just the need to still hang out with him. Like I yeah. understand that he's like he said something that's worrying and alarming, and she's still like, yeah, but he do be cute though. Also, maybe I can fix him. <laughs> Again, and that's the thing. It's just like it's putting like playing on so many like of different tropes. Yeah, like he's a bit of a bad boy. He needs fixing, but. It's it's no woman's responsibility to fix a man. Like it's no person's responsibility to fix another person. Yeah. Cool. And it's used so much in various forms of media. And this just feels like another one of those. Like he is, like he's this edgy sort of bad boy vampire that's a loner and he can't like integrate with society because of who he is and blah 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 and like she does essentially like change him a bit like but oh god I hate it like just stop because it's not just in this book like it's not just Twilight it's across so many things and just stop encouraging young people to think that if someone is broken you fix them and if someone is is a bit of a bad boy and like oh you might be in danger around them or it's really sexy it's not sexy it's terrifying stay away from that person (laughs) do you think it's quite a big YA trope 
mm-hmm. um, the bad boy that you kind of maybe can change, maybe can fix them. I mean, it's a, for when you just take mortal instruments, like the Jace Clary situation, same thing, or then for people who know what their infernal devices with Tessa and Will, um, full on, which is a thing that I don't mind reading about an age where you understand that that's not, that that's not a thing that's healthy in real life. But you don't understand that as a like 12 year old, 14, like 12, 13, 14 year old. Like you don't get that. You just think, oh, this is romantic. And then you just go around and find a guy and you're like, well, he might have anger issues, but you know. Just think if like it was at least addressed. Like if she was, yeah. if Bella said, okay, so he might kill me. And this is this is not great, but I'm still going to go, but I am aware this is not a healthy situation. Just something, just address the fact that it's happening and just, like, tell the reader, this isn't okay. Yeah. He's going to do it because of story, but also it's not okay. Like that. that. Also, what what bothers me with Twilight is at least, like, because, yeah, kind of, like, Mortal Instruments kind of is, like, my first thing that my mind goes to with, like, other unhealthy relationships, but also just, uh, in that terms, the characters always talk back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bella maybe does it sometimes, but not really. Like, when I just think about, like, Clary and Jay's relationship. Like, Clary... I don't know, like, Clary, Clary talked back a lot at Jace and, like, made him aware that some of his behaviour is not okay. Um, she still wanted to pursue a relationship with him, but, like... You know, that's fair, it's a choice. But at least, like, she doesn't accept, like, anything that he said. Um, and, like, with, with Edward, I feel like he just constantly insults Bella and she's like, yeah, fine. Yeah, I think... Because there's a difference between, like, having those conversations with someone that maybe... Because I've had it with friends and stuff that I'm friends of now, but if at, they'd carried on the way they were, I definitely wouldn't have been friends of them. Yeah. But, you know, when you have a conversation with someone and they... Sorry. You know, we have a conversation with someone and they listen to what you're saying. So someone is saying something that's like really insulting or inappropriate. And then you say, that's not okay to them. And then they're like, oh, I didn't realize. And then they adjust that behavior. Yeah. If Edward did that throughout the books, every time Bella was like, "Mm, dude, that's not cool. And he was like, I'm sorry, you're right. That's not like a relationship where she's constantly fixing him. That's just like educating someone in the way they're talking. You know, when you maybe like talk to someone who's like really like homophobic but it's through yeah. like a place of like being um like a place of ignorance instead of like hate and like with racism or if you like yeah you can try like relate that back to other things that aren't as serious as do sorry no finish oh yeah, like something serious okay. but, like you're fine yeah <laughs> i do feel like a lot of edward's behavior putting like the bad boy YA trope aside kind of feels really like out of the era that he was born in and how he was, how he grew up and was educated with kind of, you know, the whole like no sex before marriage and like being married at a young age and, and um, kind of like, you know, the guy having to take care of a girl where it's like, I do feel like some of those things kind of also really fit into the era that he's from. But then you still live for like 107 years in like, like there is no point for you not, like there is no reason for you to not adjust to yeah. 
to the new era. I feel like Edward's kind of this type where he's like, you know, back in my time. <laughs> you just imagine Edward being like one of those guys. So he's like, back in my time. So, ah, the millennials. Back, back in my time, everything was better. It's like, I imagine Edward would just be such a baby boomer. <laughs> Even though, like, he's not from that generation, but <laughs> he's acting like one. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of it also comes down to um, Stephanie and her upbringing. Yeah. Because, like, the no sex for marriage and thing, there's a lot of, like, Mormon traits yeah. within, like, the way Edward behaves. Um, so I think that's the thing as well. Like, it's... She's writing, as any writer will do, it's from your own perspective of the world. Yeah. And she can only use her own, like, knowledge to influence her characters and how they behave because that's how writers write it's the people that you've interacted with in your life and how you've gone through the world that's what you write um so i think that also ends up being like some of the things with edward it's just religion <laughs> yeah very religious like upbringing um, I, I have one last i don't know if it's really critique thing or if it just kind of goes more into a random thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. People keep touching Bella's hair. Stop it. <laughs> it's like Mike at this whole thing of like tucking her stray, stray hair back into place. And Edward as well. It's like, oh, he's catching a stray lock of hair and putting it back into place. I'm like, I don't like when people touch my hair. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so I don't know if it, <laughs> something about I was like really triggered when I was like stop it stop touching your hair all the time oh everybody what are you doing no one can keep their hands to themselves yeah so, so I've then got three points that I've just starred because well one there's two stars and a question mark and yeah. I know you know my question mark already because we had like a brief discussion but yeah. like what's up with like the food situation because Edward she asks Edward if he can eat like what would you do if someone dared you to eat some food and then he eats it and I was like what would you do if someone dared you to eat dirt kind of thing she's like oh yeah I've done that before so they can like can they eat or can't they eat like I get that it is like having dirt in your mouth which is not you know amazing so is it that it's just like dirt and that there's no and they don't get any like nutritional value from it but if they can eat it and there's no consequence of that, then why don't they just like nibble at some food so they look normal? Exactly. Um, do they poo? Where's that food gonna go now? <laughs> Does that is that it? Is that why they don't eat? Because that like bit of pizza is just now in his stomach and it just okay. sits there for the rest of time. That's a good question. Because honestly, I mean we had the discussion before. It's like if if you can if you can eat and it doesn't hurt you why don't you eat or at least eat a tiny bit it's like again to fact like no you're not trying to blend in you really don't you're not even doing the bare minimum they must poo because they drink blood and that would go like it's not like that just that's there's got to be like waste product from drinking blood right i have no idea (laughs) not a vampire like if edward can do semens in her womb then sure. <laughs> that's a, do semen's in her womb. Okay, that's a sentence. <laughs> Surely he can poo as well. They must have some bodily functions that happen. 
because otherwise why is it that he can have the ability to reproduce but that's like his only like function that still remains and if that is the case why what is what is up with these vampires can they poo (laughs) because if if they um if he can digest the pizza if it doesn't just sit in his stomach then like or is it like he's got to do like you know in Torchwood when like Owen was dead and then he had he drank and then he had to like get it back out of his body and he like stood on his head and all the beer came back like out of his mouth again. Ew. <laughs> anyway, because of that, it's like he now got to get the pizza like back out of his stomach and out of his mouth again. Because then I can understand why they don't want to like constantly pretend to eat. But if it is just like it's eating, but it's like eating dirt, then at least just you know get like a slice of pizza every day and have a little nibble at the pizza. You'll look normal. What? I'm. Oh, gosh. I still need to know if they poo. <laughs> does it need to have a look if, if uh, Stephanie ever does like Q&As online? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Do they poo, Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> we need to know. Um, my second point is um, every single time she mentions his smolder, I just think of Flynn Rider. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, and my final point is when she asks Edward if he's a bear <laughs> and I was like nah honey's a twink <laughs> <laughs> and that's all my point I just want to my, my point I mean we've covered basically everything that I've had but I just want to quickly talk about the whole just back to Emmett I'm like Emmett mm-hmm. was one of my favourite characters again I don't know if that originates from how he actually was in the books or you know what I just made up in my head about him (laughs) and the whole thing with like that that Grizzly is Emmett's favorite um and he really likes the season now because the bears are like really easily irritated um after kind of their um what's it called like winter hibernation hibernation that's the word um I just want I am just I just love a chapter Midnight Sun of um Edward just going on a hunt with Emmett and Emmett just having the time of his life just hunting some grizzly bears and just I don't know what he's gonna do I just I just goes to you know when Zuko no when when um Zoka tries to provoke Zuko and Avatar and just like pokes him with a stick <laughs> Emmett's gonna do with the bear just poke them a bit till they till they rage and then he just has the time of his life I just want a chapter of Emmett hunting it's everything I want I love Emma. Can't wait to like actually meet him <laughs> in the book. Yeah, I just this is the thing. Like I said, like there's, I already have so many opinions about the Cullens, but I just need yeah. to get to the Cullens, in, like their proper introductions, so that then I can see if any of my questions are already answered, and then if not, then we'll just have like a whole like two hour talk about the Cullens. <laughs> I feel like Emmett would be such a frat boy if this would take place at uni. Mm-hmm. He would just be like, he would be like, I don't know, do all the football and, I don't know, beer drinking. <laughs> yes. But that's, I think that's it. Let me check. I'll just double check my Oh, yes. I've got one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the random thing where Edward, like the whole thing where Bella was like, well, 
it's your fault that Tyler asked me to the dance and he was like no he would have asked you otherwise anyways but I just really wanted to see your face I don't know I I actually did kind of like that scene like as Bella it would have pissed me off but Mm. I do I do like that even with Edward I don't know having such a like stick up his ass and just being really shitty all the time like you do have these like bits in there that are just I don't know like just so like normal teenagey which I do really appreciate um but yeah overall you still share yeah it was like because we talked about it when it happened in the chapter which I think was before and yeah he's we're like what what was the what was the purpose like I need to know from his perspective and it'll be interesting to read it but we didn't even have to wait that long it was just here it was funny and I kind excuse me I get it because there's some situations where I would I would do that to Ben now if I thought someone was going to come and ask him something and it would be like a bit funny afterwards I would just let it happen I would definitely enable that situation just for a laugh later (laughs) probably make a bad person but it's funny (laughs) no it's nice to have some kind of normal scenes and and traits Mm-hmm. in him um yeah that's kind of that's that's everything i have this uh was a very interesting chapter to read there was a lot to talk about in it okay so i think that is everything for this week we'd like to say a special thank you to basil for our cover artwork you can find him on instagram at pop doodles you can find us on instagram at breaking down underscore podcast or email us at breaking podcast at gmail.com our intro music is by Kev McLeod and our outro music is by Silent Side. And remember guys, it's not the end, it's the beginning. I love that uh, when they're talking about going at Edward to the Yes, I do too. I love how Edward gets the conversation. Oh my God, no. (laughs) I'm going to try this again.